welcome to Creative Confessionals. I'm Kelly Taylor. And I'm Maddie Rose. And if you don't know who we are, don't worry. You're not alone. No one knows who we are. Okay, but maybe like a few people in the Toronto indie theater community or our moms. Our moms know who we are. My mom sometimes knows who I am. Although I don't think she knows how to work a podcast. Or no. even knows what one is. No, I think mine knows what a podcast is, but she definitely doesn't know how to listen to one. I'll have to send her like a very specific link with instructions. So our moms might not be listening to us, but you all are. And hopefully we're actually talking to a few people out there and not just dead air. Not just out into the ether. Hopefully there's at least like, I don't know, three of you, maybe, maybe someone's cat, maybe someone's dog also listening to us. So I'm a writer, producer an actor. Yeah, and I'm primarily an actor, but I also produce and uh, wear whatever other hats I need to wear whenever something needs to get done, like a writer, director, or whatever else. What's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. Yeah, William Shakespeare said that, and I think he was pretty right on. What is in a name? Why is there a name of just being an actor or a producer or a writer? I feel like if you're any of the above, you are primarily a creative person, a creative human. You like to create art and you can have many different names and many different titles. Yeah, I feel like so many of us wear so many different hats. We have like our primary hats that we wear and then we have our like secondary hats, not full hats, visors. I don't know, we have these other labels that we wear whenever something else needs to get done. We have our favorite hats. Yeah, we definitely have our favorite hats. But I feel like the term creative is like a nice shelf that I can put all of my hats on. You know, it's like a nice all-encompassing term. Yeah, I love it when you work with somebody on a project and they have experience wearing different hats, whether they're a director who has experience producing and is there to lend a helping hand, or an actor who can also help with graphic design for posters, or sound design, or the tech part of the show. I just feel like we're all just creative humans, and it just sums it up into a nice little package. Yeah, nice little, nice little present with a little bow on it. Someone once asked me what it was that I do, and I told them that I was in the entertainment industry, and I gave them the list of basically different roles that I play. And I told them that I am an actor, but I also am a producer, and I run a production company and I'm also a writer and they were like oh well aren't you just so modest and I'm like but you just asked me what it is I do so I kind of feel like the term creative just sounds a little bit softer for people that aren't prepared for the really long list that we have when people ask us what kind of roles we do in the industry yeah creative is like all-encompassing and it just sort of helps it's one nice word that sums up all of those things that we do because so many of us do so many different things. And the term creative is just one nice short word that sums up all of that. I feel like the term creative is like the all of the above option in the entertainment world. You know, you can check off a box, producer, writer, actor, it's like all the above. It's like just, you can do everything. Yeah. Option D, all of the above. So we're both primarily 
theater performers and that's kind of our world. That's where we both started for sure. And that's where we both met. That is where we both met. And that's, to be honest, where my heart's at. So although we all wear different hats, like I was saying before, I think we all kind of secretly have a favorite hat. And for me, my favorite hat is hands down theater. Yeah. Theater has taken such a big hit this year too, though. It is like the thing that keeps holding me or like keeps me going during this time of such a lack of theater is that theater has survived everything before. And that's what I keep sort of saying and keep holding on to is like theater has survived world wars. It has survived like weird modesty rules. It has survived so many different governments. It has survived film and it has survived plagues before. And this plague is no different. Like it'll definitely survive. But until then, my heart aches just a little bit for it. My heart definitely aches for it. But I think it just shows how strong the community is with all the theater creatives in the world because everyone's coming together to find different ways to essentially produce theater. And it's not your traditional way on stage. A lot of people are doing live streams, you know, for those of us that are still able to be on a stage. I've seen some people do a performance and have it filmed and then have a downloadable link and you can watch it from a certain time to a certain time. I've seen people do socially distant performances outside in the park in the summer when it was nice, when it wasn't like a blizzard like it is now. And I've seen people be really creative over Zoom. So I think it just shows how strong we are and how far we've come. And thankfully, technology is on our side to be able to still do this. Because back in the day when theater was, you know, fighting against the Great Depression and various plagues, it didn't have this platform that we all have now, which is the internet, to be able to do things virtually. Yeah, and I think that the term creative applies so much these days in particular, because if you take a group of creative people and you pose a problem to them, they're going to find creative ways to fix it. I don't know about you, but if being an actor and being a theater performer and a producer has taught me anything, it is how to solve, like, problem solve like nobody's business yeah so when you present a bunch of theater performers and theater creators with the problem of can't meet in person and can't be on stages they're gonna find ways to fix it and those ways like we've all pivoted so many of us have started to yeah as you said do like zoom recordings to start moving into podcasts like this one (laughs) or you know like find different ways to get that creative outlet going so many folks i know are writing plays so the second the second theater comes back they're gonna have something to throw up on a stage you know and not just creative in the terms of you know we all wear different hats but we truly are creative human beings and this pandemic has taught us anything it's that at the core of who we are. We are creative individuals. And like you said, people are reinventing themselves, trying different ways to be creative. And that is so much more than just a hobby. So many people will just be like, oh, that's a nice little hobby that you have. And it's like, no, this isn't a hobby. This is, this is who I am. This is my life. We need to be constantly reinventing ourselves to stay creative because we need to stay creative to stay alive. Like, we need this, like, we need water, we need air. We need to be creative. We need to be creating something, whether it's by writing or working on something through a podcast, through Zoom, whatever it is. We need to keep that creative parts of our brain going. 
And I think, again, 2020 has showed just how strong the creative community can be and also how creative we can be because people are coming up with some really cool ideas. Yeah, absolutely. Back to your point about uh, like us needing it and us needing to be creative. Like I feel that these days. I'm feeling like, yeah, it is. I didn't realize how much I needed it until I didn't have it. And I was like, felt a little like gasping for air, like really parched and in need of some water. Like that's kind of how I feel about my creative soul right now is like, oh, need that outlet. And I've slowly started finding some, but like there is definitely still a part of me that is like just aches just a little bit for those those good old days. Is there a moment for you in theater, like when you're working on a show that like is your favorite moment? Because for me, that moment is the second before I walk on stage for the first time on opening night. You know, like whatever character that I'm playing, just that split moment where I'm behind the curtain and then I walk out for the first time on opening night when all of my rehearsal, all of my prep has come together in that moment. That is like the moment that I'm dreaming about these days. Well, I can't wait till I can be on stage with a live audience. I love to hear laughter and applause. It's really validating for me. One of my favorite parts about theater and comedy in general is when you don't have a line and you're doing some sort of physical action or physical comedy and you get laughs from the audience. That's one of my absolute favorite parts of it. But in terms of theater in general, what I love about it isn't necessarily just one thing. It's so many things wrapped up into one. It's being backstage right before a performance and hearing a stage manager yell places because you're about to open the house. It's meeting your new cast members for the first time and having that first table read and seeing how far you've come from the first rehearsal to your dress rehearsal. It's the inside jokes that you create with these people that become family. I mean, how many times have you done a project where after it ends, you go through like this withdrawal, but you have a group chat and you find yourself posting little memes or funny inside jokes because you miss it so much. And that's honestly something you don't get. I feel like doing any other form of entertainment, it's definitely more of a theater thing. And having a script in my hand for the first time and getting to read your character and finding out what they're up to and what they're doing is such a cool feeling. Yeah, I love to, um, you were talking about like that process for you as a person from like table read day one to like end of show, like end of your run last show. But I also find that such an interesting process for my physical script. I kind of love getting my physical script at the beginning of a show and it's like all neat and clean and like just my lines are highlighted because I do that. Don't get at me for that. And like, and then by the end, it's like all kind of ripped and tattered and has like coffee stains on it. And even though I don't drink coffee, so like how it has coffee stains on it, Lord knows. Then it's like, you know, got pen marks and everything on it. Like I love even just seeing my physical script go from this like pristine new thing to this like jumbled mess of all my thoughts and ideas and director's notes and everything. Because you made it your own. It's kind yeah. of like new car smell. You really love the smell of a new car. And then over time, it just becomes a part of you. And it sounds really gross, but you know, you get like the French fries under the seat from several months ago and that coffee yeah. cup thrown out in the glove box that you also haven't bothered to throw out in the past few months. It's not vacuuming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making it sound like I really like dirty cars. Um, or like the little nicks and stuff that you get on your car that you remember where you got that from. 
I feel like it kind of just like molds you, like you said with the script. And I never thought of it that way. But yeah, when I'm going through my post show bag of, of stuff and, you know, I look at my script and it is all tethered and it's not stapled properly anymore. And it, it looks very different than the script that was handed to me on day one. But it's a really beautiful mess, I think. Yeah, just like that, like tethered, that, that torn up script. I'm really excited to see where this podcast podcast goes. Like, I feel like this first episode is that like pristine script, you know, that like nice new script. Although we're not, I mean, we're, we're new. We're, we're going to go with word new. I was going to uh, say, if you're calling us pristine, then that's very generous. <laughs> not, not pristine. Definitely not pristine, but like new, you know, new, no notes on it yet. Like, our lines are barely highlighted. It is like new and handed to us. And I'm really excited to see where this goes. Just like that script of like, I'm looking forward to the getting some coffee stains on it. And are in both of our cases, probably some whiskey stains. And oh, definitely like whiskey stains. <laughs> I'm thinking almost the opposite, but in a, in a really good way. So just hear me out on this. What I'm looking forward to with this podcast is it going from this beautiful mess, this tethered work of art to something a little bit more polished to something where like we know what we're doing and if y'all think we knew what we're doing then you are very nice but trust me we have no idea what the hell we're doing right now if you think you know that we know what we're doing right now definitely you are not sober if you think we know what we're doing right now I mean, I'm not sober right now, so that might explain a lot. I literally have a sock on my microphone right now. This is how much we know what we're doing. (laughs) So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where we go with this. Absolutely. So thanks so much for listening. Bye, guys. See you next time.